0: What's going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Corsetto, the host of the Sunbelt Syndicate Podcast, where we review the week that was and look forward to the week ahead in the Sunbelt football, basketball, and baseball all year long. Follow us on all the social platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Welcome into the Round Ball Roundup for week 14 of the season, and what a week it was Obviously, we had the big matchup Thursday night that had Louisiana and Southern Miss going head-to-head, tied at the conference lead at that time. We'll get into that one. We'll go just kind of in order of the games, how they happened. App State took down UL Monroe, 52-45. to Neither team shot very well in this one. More of a defensive effort, maybe more of a sloppy offense of effort on both sides, really. Neither team shot well from three. And so you really didn't have a high-scoring affair. It was almost like the first of 50 was going to win this game. So App State hangs on to win. Not really any great performances overall from either side of the aisle in that game. Then we had James Madison and Georgia Southern. A much better game overall. Almost a tale of two halves. Uh, James Madison started off the game pretty hot. Georgia Southern kind of came back. It was pretty close throughout the middle of that game. Then Georgia Southern started to pull away there towards the end uh, and then I think James Madison had a chance to tie it at the end with a three to force overtime, but it wasn't a good one. And, you know, you got Georgia Southern taking a much-needed win, really, when you're looking at the standings and where they're at. So had probably one of his best games of the year, 22 points, 10 rebounds in that one. ODU, Georgia State, another good quality matchup, but another struggle-to-score type of game, much like that Abstate State ULM game. ODU takes... Out, Georgia State in this one, 63-60 to 60 long, 13 points, 12 rebounds. Meanwhile, Hudson had 15 points, 8 rebounds for the Panthers, uh, but ODU just too strong. Again, in those close, hard battle games, they have been the more consistent team across the board, uh, probably than any other team in the conference, honestly, when it comes to close games and winning them at the end, ODU is able to do so. Georgia State still struggling a little bit to win some of those closer games. We had Marshall taking care of Coastal Carolina. We kind of knew that one was going to be the case going in. They they win that one easily, 92-74. to 74. Uh, Andrew Taylor, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, just absolutely a great performance. Uh, Mustafa had a pretty good performance in that one, 11 points, 12 rebounds, but again, Coastal can't seem to find that really, really consistent shooter who can uh, bring them back, and they still struggle to win games right now as we look down the line. Arkansas State, Texas State, Texas State takes care of that one. Again, defensive game, really. Arkansas State's not putting up the points or the wins, uh, so they're struggling to get that done. Texas State hasn't been great at either of those either, but they are probably the best or better uh, defensive teams in the league. Uh, Caesar, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 5 blocks. Uh, Davis went for 19 for the Red Wolves uh, and kept this one winnable, close up until the end, uh, but Texas State takes care of business to get that one. And then we had Troy and South Alabama. T- Troy takes that battle of the belt where these two teams and these two schools don't like each other. 61-57, one of the better games of the night. Uh, again, kind of like a almost exact opposite score for half, uh, South Alabama up at the break 34-27. Troy takes that second half 34-23 and that's where your difference is going to be and South Alabama kind of coming back down a little bit but it really isn't so much that I think Troy's just really playing a lot better than they have been, been a lot more impressive lately than they were here in this mid part of the season where they had kind of a drop off. They're really starting to to spring back and we'll talk about Saturday's game as well, but the Big game of the night on Thursday was obviously Southern Miss hosting Louisiana for the Battle of Conference Supremacy. Pinckney goes off for 22 points, 6 boards. Jordan Brown, 25 points, 8 rebounds. But the, the tail of this one, obviously great quality basketball on both sides. Uh, Cajuns actually led this one at the half 38-33. But Southern Miss comes back, battles back in front of their raucous crowd, best crowd by far, not even close as far as dominating performance from a student section. Uh, They were just in it all night. It was evident and obvious while watching the ESPN Plus broadcast. So unfortunately, this one wasn't on one of those mainstream ESPN channels, but glad that we can still log in and see these ones on ESPN Plus. And obviously, Southern Miss now one of the best teams In the country, regardless of whether they're getting any votes or not, we'll jump into that here in just a minute, but we will cover Saturday's games. Not as many close ones here. South Alabama gets back on the right track, takes down App State 74-57, as I mentioned in some of the videos, if you're following those uh, along with those as well. App State's struggling to score Uh, that over that 60 point mark and when you're not doing that in this league you're probably not going to win many games uh, because a lot of those lower scores are because a lot of really quality defense App State has a pretty good defense they're not bad in that regard at all but you've also got to put up that offensive number to help out the defensive side App State not getting that done South Alabama continues to have a pretty good overall play and really kind of pushing towards the end of the season here not so great to start the year off but they really uh, come on strong here lately. Even with that loss to Troy, I still think they're performing pretty well overall. Marshall takes down Georgia State 88-77. to This one a little bit closer than the first matchup, which Marshall scored over 100 points on. A little bit closer to the point spread. We kind of You could kind of see that coming, obviously, when you play a team for a second time. You kind of see what they've done, try and prevent them from doing it again. So it was pretty obvious that this one wasn't probably going to be quite as big of a score difference as well as Georgia State hosting instead of going to Marshall. Uh, Kinsey goes off for 37 points. Moore has a huge game for the Panthers, though, 28 points, five steals himself. Uh, But obviously, Marshall just the more talented overall team in that one. James Madison Gets back on the right track after that loss to Georgia Southern. They take down Coastal Carolina, 73-66. Pretty close game, though, in this one. Uh, Not a huge spread as probably JMU was hoping to see, but that's probably because Coastal had a little bit better of her performance than they have lately, especially up in that first half. They they took a 10-point lead into the break, uh, but they just couldn't hold on and did not shoot nearly as well in that second half. Nichols goes for 20 points, 13 rebounds for the chance, but off from 13 points, 10 rebounds, three steals, great overall performance by him. He hasn't been quite up to that level recently, so it was good to see him kind of get this well-rounded game all the way and help the Dukes win this one down there in Coastal Carolina. Arkansas State, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern takes this one 68-53. And we know this, Arkansas State's kind of been struggling all year. They're just not going to get it done. Sarasov has just a, rounds out another great week with another over 20-point performance, 12 rebounds, double-double on the day. Uh, El Sheik, 11 points, 11 rebounds as well. So two guys there with double-doubles in this one. But not enough from Arkansas State to get it done. It's, it's a terrible thing to see that team be the, where they're at, uh, mainly because it's not because of lack of talent. Uh, they they definitely have some skilled players on that team. They just can't seem to consistently get all of them on the floor at the same time. So it's hard to watch some of their games because of that, and they're not gelling as well, and they just don't have all their guys healthy all at the same time. So I will say this, getting to that conference tournament, everybody makes it. Arkansas State gets a couple guys healthy. That's not going to be the same team that hasn't been great all year. If they, I don't know the prognosis on all these guys. I don't know what the likelihood is, but... Man, they get all, a lot of guys healthy here. All of a sudden, three, four guys, they got a whole different team. You're going to be lining up against a different team than you've seen most of the year. So uh, could be a little bit of a dangerous team to run into in the tournament, but we'll see if enough of those guys get healthy uh, because otherwise you're probably still going to see a lot of the same from them. Southern Miss continues rounding out a great week. Another really impressive performance over ULM. They win that one 76-67. Hase. 23 points. Lacour goes for 24. We know Lacour can get hot from three. That's what happened there, but not enough to outpace the Golden Eagles and Hase's performance on the floor on that one. Troy takes down Louisiana in probably the biggest shock of the weekend. Because could Troy have won that game going in? Yeah, I think that the spread was two points in favor of the Cajuns. So it's it's not like a lot of people saw this as a, a blowout for the Cajuns by any means. But I did not see 80. For the Trojans and 65 for the Cajuns. I just didn't see that happening. Uh, Cajuns led 35 to 30 at the half. I thought that's kind of about where that game would go and and, and probably be around where that spread is. But nothing like the second half. Uh, Troy had had some games like this where they've been really hot one half and really cold another. Um, a little bit more consistent, but obviously just really put Louisiana away in that second half. Then we rounded out with probably the best finish of the whole week, and certainly the best finish of a Saturday with ODU and Texas State. ODU taking that one 70 68 with a last second buzzer beater, really coast to coast type play. Uh, pretty cool to watch unless you're a Texas State fan, and obviously this one down there in Texas. So uh, ODU fans hopefully watched that one on ESPN Plus and got up for that one. Pretty cool finish to see there. Jenkins, a 19-point performance. Harrell, 17 points. Uh, Texas State kind of rounding into a little bit better of a form, but still not getting some of those closer wins that they need to really turn the corner. As far as looking at the standings go, Southern missed with a two-game lead over the next two teams. are tied between Louisiana and Marshall. You've got James Madison rounding out the top four. That's going to give those four, if the conference were to end today, that's going to give those four teams a two-game bye uh, into the conference tournament. So that's really important that some of these teams end up in that top four. I think what I would value in this is if you're one of those top three teams, if you're Southern Miss, Louisiana, or Marshall, you can afford to take two games off and rest some guys up and and your your talent is going to take you in. I don't know no matter who that fourth team is whether it's James Madison Troy, ODU, somehow some way if Georgia Southern, App State, ULM get up there, all those teams to me are going to need a game or two to get rolling before they play some of these better opponents and tougher opponents. So, those top 3, I would not worry about. You can take that early part of the week off. It's going to feel like a normal game week. Um, And so it's not going to really hurt you. You've got the talent to do so. All the other teams right there in the middle, South Alabama, ULM, App State, Georgia Southern, ODU, and Troy, as well as James Madison. I think those teams can, almost all of them really, win games that they shouldn't. And most of those teams can play right with those top teams. Uh, Now, tournament Anything can happen, but when you got those middle-of-the-pack teams that I just mentioned, you want to be on a streak. You want to be on a roll. Those types of teams having two games off while these other teams get warmed up, I don't think that's good for those teams in the middle. So Actually, a lot of these teams in the middle really aren't in a terrible spot. Uh, you want to avoid a really tough matchup. That's going to be the part you're not going to know right? because there's going to be movement at the top and movement down towards the middle. But if you can somehow get into a favorable matchup in that first round that you end up playing in, that's going to be huge because that might allow you to get into a, a rhythm, get your players with some confidence before they play the tougher match in the next one. Uh, as far as the bottom four teams are looking right now, we've got Texas State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Arkansas State. I do not see that changing much. Yes, Texas State isn't far behind South Alabama, but I think South Alabama's kind of rounding into form here and getting uh, a, le- a better look overall. So I think they'll stay there. ULM, could they continue fall? They're on a three-game slide. They could, but they shoot so well from three, and they can get so hot from that three line. I don't know if I could consistently see them losing a lot more. Uh, But it's not to say it's out of the question. I do think for the most part, though, we're looking at those bottom four teams remaining in the bottom four. Most of them are on two to three game slides with Coastal Carolina coming in with seven in a row as far as losses are concerned. So I don't see any of those teams really climbing themselves out of the basement too much. Uh, But we do have some games left, so we'll see. As far as kind of ranked teams, you look at Southern Miss and you see that they've only got four losses total on the season. They're 14 and 0 at home, they're 7 and 4 away from home, they're on a 9 game streak and you ask yourself, how are they not ranked? How are they not receiving votes? Well, that's a product of no one in the conference winning a ranked game outside of the conference play. Okay? And we don't have any teams ranked within the conference. So Yes, you can have a great record in the conference. You can have a pretty good record out of conference, which would describe both probably Louisiana and Southern Miss, but neither one has a ranked opponent that they can take down. And that's what is hurting the Sun Belt. And people want to say, does the Sun Belt have a chance in an at-large team? I still don't see it. Uh, if you're not getting the respect of at least getting one team with some uh, others receiving votes category, which we are not, Southern Miss is not listed on any of those uh votes that i've seen unfortunately i do i think they deserve it yes and we're going to take a look at that right now so i brought up one of the teams that is 17 and 8 overall a blind record they play in the big 12 we'll talk about exactly which team this is right now but again 17 and 8 so not a terrible record by any means but eight losses you think hey 17 and 8 you know you've got Southern Miss in here with only four losses. How is this team with eight losses ranked in the top 25 and Southern Miss isn't even receiving a vote? Well, part of that is because they've played so many ranked teams. So they've beaten one, two, three, four, four ranked teams. So that's really going to put them over the top. Even if they're losing some other games, some of those are to ranked teams. Uh, Lately, they are only one and four in their last five. Two of those losses have been to ranked teams. So we'll go ahead and tell you who this team is now. This is TCU Hornfrogs. So again, this is just one of the teams I picked out. I didn't go through a whole lot of them, but I just wanted to see kind of why Southern Miss might not be receiving any votes. Why are they being left out of the conversation at this point? Well, when you play in a conference such as the Big 12, you can afford to lose a lot more games because your opponents are a lot more quality than what you're seeing in the Sun Belt. From top to bottom, it's just how it is. Has the Sun Belt improved greatly from last year? Absolutely. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that the Sun Belt has really improved, and a lot of that has to do with the teams that have been brought in. Although, I will say, coming into the season, not a lot of people knew what Southern Miss was going to provide. Uh, Marshall was much the same way. Now, a lot of people didn't necessarily see these teams ending up towards the top of the conference. A lot of people did see Louisiana up there, so they're kind of right where, they, where a lot of people thought they would be, but Uh, Southern Miss and Marshall being the real outliers here because they didn't really know how they're going to fit in. They didn't know how the roster was made up. Uh, They hadn't competed in this conference before, obviously. So it was a a very big unknown. I think closer to the end of the season, these teams lose a couple more games. These uh, bigger conference schools might see someone like a Southern Miss sneak in there. I don't know now with how Louisiana's lost to Troy and a loss to Southern Miss. I don't know if they'd quite sneak in there. Same thing with Marshall. I think they've got too many uh, losses that aren't great to unranked teams. Um, but I think Southern Miss has got the chance. So if they can get in there and then you, you have them go far in the tournament but not win at all, maybe somehow if enough other teams lose enough games, we sneak in and at large. But I'd say for the most part right now we're looking at a one-bid league and Southern Miss being the obvious favorite. But – I I just don't know. I'd I'd like to see the people that vote on this reward teams that are hot right now. If we go back and look, Southern Miss on a nine-game win streak. So, yes, they haven't beat ranked teams, uh, and they have uh, at least one questionable loss. One's one's decent. Um, And then they've got the two others that are in conference. But uh, if you look at TCU's record right now, again, one in four in their last five, one of those losses to an unranked team. Two, sorry, two of those losses to an unranked team. Two losses to ranked teams. Not going to hurt them so much on the ranked teams. However, they're 1-4. in They're 1-4 in in their last five games. I mean, you're still rewarding losing here. Um, so what I would like to see is maybe it's not Southern Miss who swaps with TCU, but why are we keeping TCU in the rankings? They can earn their way back. They still have three ranked opponents left on their schedule. So I wish these committee people would kind of look ahead a little bit instead of just watching what happens um, and pay attention a little bit better to see how these things could happen because you could have a Southern Miss team that doesn't lose another game and uh, you know all of a sudden ends up in the rankings towards the end and has no way to really climb the rankings. So if you kind of rewarded them with, again, not even necessarily putting them in the top 25, but at least listing them with a possibility, then people pay attention a little bit more and once they get... Closer and closer, they, they've got a chance to climb a little bit um, because you're only going to reward these teams at the very end of the year. We see the same thing with G5 football teams. Uh, for the most part, you're not really rewarded with a great season. They purposely try and keep you out of that top four so that you're not a playoff team. Um, it's not necessarily the same in basketball because it's so many more teams and so many more conferences to pay attention to. But you would like to see them pay attention a little bit more, make this a little clear, make. These smaller teams, these smaller um, schools that don't have as big of a reputation or a chance uh, and at least give them some kind of punch-up ability. Uh, I know that's not a word, but it it would be nice to at least see some acknowledgement of a team who's been really consistent and very talented throughout the year be rewarded for that um, before the big dance um, because this is a type of team where if you don't put them anywhere near those rankings and maybe they they have a, a surprising loss there in their first game, now they, they may not be in the tournament at all because you just don't – you haven't given them that chance uh, and you haven't put their name or their, their ability into people's heads and people's mouths enough for them to hear it and know that it, this is a good quality basketball team. Whether they're in the Sun Belt or not doesn't even matter. It's just – people aren't paying attention enough to know these things. So I'd like to see that change going forward. I'm sure it won't, right, because that's just how things run uh, in these smaller market conferences and schools, unfortunately. But uh, that's my little rant for the day. I'm sure this one went a little bit longer than usual. But we've got some nice matchups coming up this week. We will get into those. Be on the lookout for social media as we look into all of those as they come up. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.